Good evening, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Business Banger Spotlight Show with your girl Lady J right here on JQLM Radio, a division of Ego Entertainment Network. If this is your first time tuning in and you would like to share with your family, friends, and followers on all of the different ways they can tune in to JQLM Radio, you can tell them that they can download the JQLM Radio app or you can tune in to JQLM Radio through the TuneIn app. Just search for JQLM Radio when you get there. Also, you can tune in through the Streama Simple Radio app and tune in straight from our Facebook page. Just click the Use App button when you get there, or you can listen live straight from our website at www.egoentertainmentnet.com. And for more ways that you can tune in to JQLM Radio, just visit the website. Also, if you miss any of your favorite shows live on air, no worries. You can catch all of your missed episodes on any of the major podcast platforms that include Spotify, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Deezer, CastBox, iTunes, and more. Also, don't forget to follow, like, and share us on social media. We do follow back. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can follow us at JQLM Radio. You can follow Ego Entertainment Network on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter um, at EgoEntNet. That's E-G-O-E-N-T-N-E-T. And you can follow us on LinkedIn at Ego Entertainment Network. Now that we have those formalities out of the way, let's introduce our guest for the evening. And our guest tonight is none other than Tim Fitzpatrick of Rialto Marketing. Welcome to the show, Tim. Lady J, thanks for having me. Super excited to be here. No problem. Thanks for being my guest. So before we get into uh, your business and your entrepreneurship journey, can you please introduce yourself to the listeners? Tell them what's your name, who while well, you're there, I know your name, uh, who you are, where you're from, and what you like to do in your spare time. Sure. Yeah. So I uh, was born and raised in, in Northern California, grew up in the Bay Area. Um, great place to grow up, but... Uh, about 12 years ago, it was time to start a new adventure. So my wife and I moved to the Denver, Colorado area when we've been here ever since. So got have two two girls, and uh, obviously with what's been happening, been spending a lot of time with my with my family, which I enjoy doing, and uh, love to get outside. So mountain bike, ski, play golf, and spend time with family. So that's. That's pretty much it from a personal perspective. Awesome. So um, there's no time really like quality time with your family anyway. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I'll be, yeah, with uh, if if you didn't enjoy hanging out with your family, the pandemic has really made that a whole lot more challenging, right? Oh, so, yes. Fortunately, fortunately, I love hanging out with my family, so it uh, it's been pleasant. Yeah, um, yeah, I think people are. Some people are learning how to do that. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's much Adapting. needed. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, before we get into um, how you got started uh, with your company and what you did before that, just briefly tell us exactly what Rialto Marketing is. Sure, uh, Rialto Marketing. We're a you know, we're a marketing agency. Um, you know, so we, we work primarily with service businesses and we help them simplify marketing so that they can grow with less stress. 
And the way we do that is by helping them create and implement a marketing plan to communicate the right message to the right people. So we offer a, you know, a mix of marketing consulting and then digital marketing services to, to our clients. Okay. So uh, consulting and digital marketing services, right? Yep. All right. Um, so tell us, what did you do before you started this company? So my, you know, my entrepreneurial journey got started right when I got out of college, I graduated from college in 90, 1996. And um, I, I became involved in a, in a wholesale distribution company that I ended up becoming a partner in. And that was, so that was my first foray in, in owning and, and operating and running a business. And uh, I like to say, I, you know, I got an, a real-world MBA. I mean, I learned, was the first full-time employee for that company, and I managed it on a day-to-day -day basis. And I, uh, we grew about 60% a year for about 10 years, and then we sold the company. Um, so, man, I learned, I learned more in six months doing that than I did in four years of college. And uh, I just got hooked. You know, once, once I got used to the, the freedom and the excitement of, of running your own business, mm -hmm. uh, I, I didn't want to do anything else. So I, uh, that's what I did. I did that, and we sold it, and then I worked for that company for another three years after that. Mm -hmm. And then I transitioned into, I got into residential real estate at that point. And that was around 2010 timeframe, which most people would say, oh my God, Tim, that was a horrible time to get into real estate. Um, but I have always taken the, you know, the, the approach that there's opportunity in any market. And so, you know, when I got into that, I, um, there was a lot of foreclosures. People mm -hmm. were at risk of losing their homes. And so I started door knocking you know, knocking on people's doors mm -hmm. that were in foreclosure. And I ended up doing, you know, a lot of short sale business where we were selling the house for less than what it was worth, working with the banks and helping people avoid foreclosure. And uh, I will tell you, when I, when I was in the distribution business, you know, I was, man, I was, I was at a real high. Business was just cranking. Real mm -hmm. estate, I did not enjoy. Um, mm. It was, you know, it was just, it was one of the things that was not for me. Right. And after doing it for about three years, I got to the point where I was like, man, I'm not, I dread going to work and that's not a good place to be. Mm -hmm. And that's when I shifted gears into Rialto marketing, which I'm doing today. Awesome. Uh, I think you're the first person that I've heard say that they absolutely hated <laughs> real estate. Because a lot of yeah. people yeah. go into that because they're like, okay, this is the way where I can make a lot of money in a short amount of time. Uh, and a lot of people like tend to to like it. Of course, there's different aspects of it, you know, from brokering to being a realtor yeah. to flipping houses, you know, and, and things of that sort. So uh, yeah. <laughs> I think you're the first person. And I was, <laughs> you know, it's, that's not a knock on anybody. Real estate's a great career. There's all kinds of opportunities, like you said. Mm -hmm. It's just being a, a residential real estate agent right. was not for me. You know, right. it's a great fit for some people. For me, it wasn't. And, you know, what's the point in running and owning your own business if you dread going to work? So right, right. when I got to that point, I was like, man, I have got to shift gears and do something different because this is not this is not what it's supposed to be like. Right. And I, and I think it's important too to be able to step back and say, okay, Hey, yeah, this is not for me because it's not for everybody. Even entrepreneurship is not for everybody. You know, everybody's not made yep. to be an entrepreneur. And so 
Um, so I, I think that was a, a very, um, I'll say mature and wise thing to do when in regards to business, because some people will just continue just because of the money. Right. Yeah. Well, and I, it's easy when you're, it's easy to say, Oh, the money's worth it. The money's worth it. But you know, there's plenty of people that get to the point where they're make, they, they have made, or they are making a lot of money and they're not happy. You know, it's right. the money that it's not the money that brings people happiness. Right. In my opinion. Exactly. So tell me what inspired you to transition from that into marketing then. Um, and being an agency for that helps those who provide services versus those who provides products. Yeah, it's so I, when I was in the distribution business, when I was looking at shifting out of residential real estate, I, you know, I took the time. I was like, why, what was it that I enjoyed so much about being in the distribution business? Um, and what I really enjoyed was one that it was, it was dynamic. It was constantly changing, you know, so you had to be able to adapt and embrace change. And we took a very value added approach to selling where, you know, our, our whole business model was, look, we're going to help our clients grow their business and our business will grow because of that. And so, you know, I knew what it was like to operate a business. I knew what it was like to, to sell and to market. And so I said, look, I'm just, I'm going to get into marketing because marketing helps other people grow their businesses. So um, that's what I decided to do. And, you know, from a looking at helping service-based businesses rather than, you know, product, e-commerce, those types of, of folks, it's just service is what I know. I know that better. Um, and frankly, from an agency standpoint, that's exactly what we're doing. So the way that we market is the same way that a lot of our customers can benefit from a marketing standpoint as well. So it just transitions over really nicely to our, to our clients because we're asking them to do the same things that we do every day. Okay. So, um, tell me when you started this company, Rialto marketing, um, what services did you within what you provide as far as, um, the consulting and, uh, digital marketing, what services did you first start out to provide within though, within the, those scopes? Yeah. So when I initially started Rialto marketing, we were actually only selling mobile applications. Um, so we were offering mobile apps were hot at the time it looked like there was going to be a lot of opportunity to help businesses um, reach their customer base via mobile. So that was the only service that I was offering when I initially started Rialto marketing and about three years into the business, there were some changes in the app space, especially with the publishing guidelines with Apple hmm. that, actually got me to, you know, I, I had to take a step back and look at, man, I am, my business is very tied to the, the policies of Apple and Google, and they could make a policy change that could literally shut my business down overnight. Hmm. So when, when that happened, I shifted 
And I said, I need to offer a lot more comprehensive marketing services to our clients to diversify. Um, and so that's what we did. And at that point, we transitioned from just mobile applications to marketing strategy and then, you know, digital marketing. And when on the digital marketing side, you know, you're looking at website design, content mm -hmm. marketing, mm -hmm. SEO, social media, email, paid advertising, that type of stuff. Um, but, and, and now we're actually, we still service some clients on the, in the, that are in the mobile app space, mm -hmm. but we've basically transitioned out, to, out, out of the mobile application space entirely. Okay. So did you feel like offering that as still one of the services was not beneficial to your clients? Yes, for most of them. Um, I think most of them benefit much better with some of the, with the other services that we offer. In the mobile app, in my opinion, the mobile application space has changed quite a bit. Um, you know, we still have, we have a lot of clients that are in the K-12 education space. Mm -hmm. So we have, we actually have schools that are using their apps as a communication tool with parents. And in that space, it makes a ton of sense from a small business standpoint. I think the money is much better spent in other digital marketing channels, mm -hmm. um, which is why we started to, to transition out, out of that when, when we made the choice that we need to, we need to start to diversify. Okay. All right. And, and so, uh, once you were able to uh, put together, um, a plan to start providing other services to your clients, um, did you see a change in your target market or did you see an influx in clientele? I saw, we definitely saw a bit of a change in our target market. You know, we, we narrowed down our target market. So initially we were, we were going after just small businesses in general and we made that shift to, Hey, we really want to focus on service-based businesses and specifically our ideal clients really fall into three camps, coaches and consultants, professional service providers, and then like home service businesses. So contractors, remodelers, painters, those types of folks. Um, you know, and I would say uh, what really drove our business to, to improve, generate more leads, better leads and get better clients was taking a step back and focusing on what I call the marketing fundamentals, you know, but the, the fundamentals in any discipline, they don't change, right? The, mm -hmm. the fundamentals of hitting a baseball are the, were the same 50 years ago as they are today. And they're going to be the same 50 years from now. Mm -hmm. Marketing is no different. And so, you know, we, when I look at the marketing fundamentals, I look at who's your target market, you know, who are your ideal clients, who you're trying to reach, mm -hmm. what's your messaging, you know, what are you saying to that market that's going to be clear and engaging, and then what type of plan do you have? When we started focusing on those fundamentals for our own business and for our clients first, mm -hmm. that's what made all the difference for our business and our customers. Awesome. 
Awesome. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to continue the conversation with Tim from Rialto Marketing. So stick and stay. You are tuned into the Business Banger Spotlight with your girl, Lady J, right here on JQLM Radio, a division of Ego Entertainment Network. Was a dollar and a chance. Find, find what I'm made of. All right. Coming, coming from the bottom. Better learn how to dance. Find, find what you're made of. All right. Feel like my love is wasting every day. Yeah. It's so damn tired of chasing. JQLM Radio family today. Syndicate your show or come host and produce your own show on air, live, or pre-recorded from anywhere in the world. That's not all. JQLM Radio also distributes your episodes to all major podcast platforms like iHeartRadio, Spotify, Spreaker, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and more. 
Come join this full service and support platform. Get help with sponsorships built from our current listeners from all over the world in 45 countries and growing. Gain access to promotional materials and let JQLM Radio promote you too. And be a part of our live media coverage team that covers events and hosts red carpet activities with celebrities and more. For more information or to join now, visit www.egoentertainmentnet.com or email us at jqlmradio at gmail.com. JQLM Radio, real voices, raw entertainment, and relevant topics. Track, Funk by Arulo. Get your brand or event added to the bi-monthly digital interactive Ego magazine. Your ad will include clickable buttons that lead directly to your service or product for the interactive experience of readers. Purchase a half-page ad for only $15 or a full-page ad for only $25. Ask about the yearly sponsor ad package that includes all six issues for the year. Visit www.egoentertainmentnet.com and click on Ego Magazine to secure your ad today. Track Orchestral Funky Hip Hop Beat by Glitch on soundcloud.com slash glitch. Music promoted by Free Stock Music. And we are back. You tuned into the Business Banger Spotlight Show with your girl Lady J right here on JQLM Radio. All right, Tim. So can you tell us more about uh, the company and how people can um, sign up for this? Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you go to our website, uh, rialtomarketing.com, that's R-I-A-L-T-O marketing.com, um, you can see you know what we're all about. We put out tons of great content on our blog, we've got a podcast. So if you're just looking for marketing tips, tricks, the latest and greatest, you know, how to grow your business, go to the resources tab and you can find out more there. If you're interested in getting a consultation, just learning, getting some clarity on where to focus your marketing efforts right now to get the best return, just click on the get a free consult button when you're there and we'd be happy to chat with you. All right. So um, tell us uh, what criteria would someone need to meet in order to become one of your clients? I will tell you that our, you know, we don't necessarily have set requirements or criteria, but our, you know, our best clients, the people that we can help the most are businesses that have, that they've been in business for, you know, three to five years at least. And they're, you know, they're just running up against roadblocks. They, they want to grow their business, but they're not quite sure how to push through the ceiling that they're currently butting up against. And they know that they need outside help and they're open to, you know, working with somebody like us to get that help and guide them through that roadblock. So, uh, you know, we do, we have worked with startup businesses, but typically most of our, our best clients are people that have been in business for a while and they're just, they're stuck. They're overwhelmed with marketing and they need help to, to get to where they want to be. Okay. So, um, in being that they don't have a certain criteria that they have to meet, I mean, who would be your ideal 
client? Is this for small business owners that, you know, have a certain uh, budget um, for marketing? Because we know that um, obtaining services from marketing companies can be very expensive. So um, who is your actual target group or what would be your ideal client? Our ideal client is somebody that wants to work with an agency as an outsourced marketing partner. So they don't have somebody in house, right? They need an outsourced company to manage their marketing. That would be our ideal client. Somebody that's got a budget between two to $5,000 a month. That's our ideal client. Is that all of our clients? No. So, you know, we still work with clients that are, that have a smaller budget, right? So some, some of our clients just have us put together a website and we're managing their website. Um, my thought process, and this comes from my distribution days, I, we want to help people wherever they're at. So we have no issues working with smaller clients. We're just going to invest your budget in the best places we, we think it should be to get the best return. And as your business grows, we can grow with you. Some of our best clients in the distribution business were doing next to no business with us when we started, but we were there, we helped them and they became our best clients because we were there to support them. So some of our best clients are people that started off small, um, but our ideal clients are people that are spending about two to $5,000 a month in marketing services. Okay. All right. So uh, this would then mean that they would have to be uh, sort of an established, you know, um, small business or or company. Um, So with this digital marketing, do you all also provide um, social media posting and things of that sort or social media management? Yep. 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 Absolutely. Social media management. I mean, it all goes, we want to be able to be a single point of contact for the business owner. Because what I find is a lot of business owners struggle with marketing. One, because it's not their forte and they're trying to manage different marketing providers. So maybe they're managing a website person and then they got a social person over here Mm -hmm. and somebody else that's doing paid advertising and they're at and their marketing becomes very disjointed because it's not under one roof. But when they can have a single point of contact, the plan becomes much more cohesive and a lot easier to execute. Awesome. And, um, you said that you, your clients uh, are service-based companies. So does this include yep. like speakers and um, maybe uh, yep. coaching and, and things of that sort? So clients who yep. do those things? All right. Yep. yep. Coaches and consultants are one of our ideal client types. Okay. And what if uh, the coaches or consultants or speakers and things of that sort have actual products like books and things of that sort? You could, we could still mix that in. I mean, that's, I still see that as part of their most coaches and consultants that are offering books are using that to sell their other service, their coaching services. So I just look, I don't really look at that as a, as a product per se, mm-hmm. um, like you might with an e-commerce company. I think it's a little bit different. Now, some coaches and consultants, depending on their business may feel that that's a little bit different. Um, but most of them, they're really using their books mm-hmm. and their products to to bring people in and then step them up to their other services. Right, right. Okay. All right. So if you could choose one thing 
if you had to only choose one thing that you would say has been the most challenging for you to overcome in your life thus far or on this entrepreneurship journey, what would you say that was and how did you overcome it? I would say per- perfectionism. Uh, you know, I'm a recovering perfectionist. So, I, you know, I was a, I was a math major in, in college. I'm a very analytical person, you know, and so I'm always looking at the details. And mm-hmm. the problem, there's a couple of problems with perfectionism. You know, one, nothing's ever going to be perfect. Right. Um, you know, so it's totally, it's a totally unrealistic viewpoint. Um, but two, it slows things down. And to me, speed of execution in business is critical to success. And so, you know, that doesn't mean that you're going to put out, you know, a poor product or service, but you gotta know when things are, when you should launch, you know, knowing that it's not perfect. Um, And so for me, the way I, what's really helped me overcome that is, and I can't remember where I heard this. I wish I could remember. I think it was actually on a podcast um, about three or four years ago. The, the person they were interviewing said done is better than perfect. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I find myself falling into that trap of perfectionism, uh, that's my mantra. Done is better than perfect. Is this, is this good enough where it is going to be of value to the person that's going to be taking advantage of it? If that is the case, yes, it is, it is done enough to put out there. And then I can make course correction and updates over time to continually improve that. But if it's good enough to have an impact, then it's good enough to get rolling and move forward with it. And so for me, it's that mantra and having the self-awareness to know when I'm falling back into that trap. Mm-hmm. No, that's good. That's really good. Um, I think, a, a, you know, a lot of people have that, um, you know, are perfectionists. I know that I am one in certain areas when it comes to business. I'm one of those people who it's like it has to be done this way, a certain way or it won't be yeah. right. <laughs> and so yeah. when you are starting a company or you're a small business owner, that's how you get burnout because you don't trust other people to execute certain steps in the way that you would. And so you think it's not going to be yeah. done right because like, this is the only way. And so, um, I, I that can definitely be a, a, a great challenge to overcome. And it definitely is a process, especially if that's, you know, just who you are and, and, and what you do in like your everyday life and you apply it to other areas of life. So it can be extremely hard habit to break. Um, so yes. I totally, yes, <laughs> totally. And, and I like the way you put that when you said I'm a recovering perfectionist, because that's the first yeah. time I've ever heard somebody <laughs> put it that way. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think, I think once a perfectionist, always a perfectionist, it's kind of there in your, in your mind in the back. But, um, I think mm-hmm. you can do things to kind of push that down and, and get past it. So it doesn't get in your way. Right, right. I think that um, maybe they should have like a some type of support group for workaholics and per, and for perfectionists and things of that sort. Because yeah. those are those are definitely areas that people struggle in a lot. <laughs> so, yep, um, totally agree. If you could or had to only choose one thing, what would you say has been your greatest success um, or your greatest accomplishment thus far, and why? Uh, professionally, I would say 
building a business and selling it was one of the best things I've ever done. You know, it was, I learned so much along the way. I gained a lot of confidence in, in my abilities and I made a lot of fantastic friends and, and relationships that have really helped me on my journey after that. And so, yeah, I look back on that very, very fondly um, and wouldn't change that for the world. Awesome. Awesome. So um, are there any tips that you could give someone who is thinking about um, starting their own business and, but they may have some reservations about it. What advice would you give them? I think uh, starting a business, one, it's exciting, mm-hmm. but two, it can be overwhelming yes. when you start to think about, oh my gosh, I have to do this and I have to do that. And how do I do all these things? I mean, marketing in and of itself is overwhelming for most people. Oh, yes. And that's only one <laughs> aspect of your business. Yes, yes. So I think it is so easy for people who are thinking about starting a business to get overwhelmed. The best advice I can give somebody is identify what the next measurable step is you can take and take that step. You know, so if you start to jot down all these things that you need to do to start your business, figure out which one of those makes the most sense for you to take next, take that step, check it off the list, and then identify the next major rule step and just keep doing that over and over again. And you will start making progress Mm -hmm. and it eliminates some of that overwhelm because it's, you're not focused on, Oh my God, I have to do all these things. It's no, I just need to do this one thing right now. Right. Right. That's the only thing I need to do. So um, that would be my advice. Awesome. Awesome. I definitely uh, agree with that. Um, You know, it can be it can be overwhelming and i and i definitely agree that marketing it can, in itself is extremely stressful um but it's a major <laughs> part of any business like it's like 60% yep. of the business like you have to market all the time <laughs> like you that's something that never stops it's kind of like it's just as important as administration that's your foundation of your company if that falls apart that's it you know cuz that's Yep. that that's the the operation uh, the operations piece so you definitely need that so um i totally agree and i'm so glad that um i think you're the first marketing company that i actually encountered that um has uh, services specifically for businesses that provide services so um, I have to commend you on that. Um, you're in a, a lane all your own while some companies do, you know, do both. I mean, to really hone in on and like develop your concept around that is, is awesome. It's great. Cause I know that a lot of people who are service based, um, have a more difficult time with, uh, developing effective marketing strategies marketing strategies versus a product it's easy to market a product all you have to do is wear it get you some ambassadors and things of that sort you know yeah um (laughs) so uh uh yeah i i think that that's awesome cool I, i i appreciate that so um can you tell everyone how they can follow you and once again how they can sign up for this service 
Yes. So go, go to our website. It's the hub of everything that we do. So it's rialtomarketing.com. That's R-I-A-L-T-O marketing.com. In the footer, you will see links to all of our social channels. If you want to connect with me personally, the best place to do that is LinkedIn. Just look me up. It's uh, linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash Tim P is in Paul Fitzpatrick. Um, and if you want to just get some advice, help push through your marketing roadblocks on our website, click to get a free consultation button. And that's a great place to start. That's how we start with every potential client. You'll get value on that call. And even if you're not a good fit, not a, not a big deal. You know, that's our opportunity to get to know you, mm -hmm. give you some helpful information and, and add value to you. And if it makes sense for us to, to move forward from there, then great. If not, you know, not a problem. We've, we've done what we can to, to help you at least move forward in your business. Awesome. So you do have a uh, initial free consultation call. Yep. Yep. All mm -hmm. right. And how long is that call? 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Okay. All right. That yep. is awesome. That's, that's amazing. Well, um, thank you so much for being my guest this evening. You did an amazing job. Um, definitely would love to have you back. Um, especially for all of my uh, author friends and speakers and coaches and, and all of those people who provide uh, services. So um, in closing, I'm going to ask you um, if there is anything about your entrepreneur entrepreneurship journey um, that you have learned I'll say the greatest lesson from. I would say it was my, my foray into residential real estate and that not being a, a great experience for me personally. Um, I think you, getting into entrepreneurship, you have to know that it is not a straight path. It is a winding road and you have to be open and willing to adapt to change. If you fight change, um, entrepreneurship is going to be a really difficult road. Yes, I totally agree. You have to be willing to go back to the drawing board and start over or fix, take away, add, subtract, <laughs> divide, whatever yep. works <laughs> uh, over and over again, actually. Yep. So, uh, Got to be open-minded. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Well, Tim, thank you so much for being my guest tonight. Um, again, I really appreciate it. Um, I enjoyed uh, the conversation. Uh, I commend what you're doing. I love what you're doing. Con continue and keep it up um to all of you who are tuning in and listening uh right here on the business banker spotlight thank you so much for tuning in tonight and remember business banker stay ready this is your girl lady j signing off i'm out love y'all deuces <laughs>